0: Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast, I'm your host, Peter K. I I hope you've had a great weekend and I hope you're ready for the start of a brand new week. We are almost halfway through the month of September and it's crazy, I don't know where the time is going, but it's certainly going. One of the things most of us are trying to do these days is save money. The cost of living is high and of course you want to save money where you can. So I thought it'd be a great idea for me to speak about some money saving hacks that don't always save you money. Depending on the kind of spender you are, depending on the way that you perceive finances, the way that you perceive your spending and also the drivers that lead you to spend. Some of these hacks, for some people, will actually save you money, but for some people, it will not. And so I wanna share these hacks so you can assess for yourself whether these hacks are actually money savers for you or are they things that you need to be cautious and wary of. Now, the first one, which is kind of in the name, is marketing promotions. We see marketing promotions on a day-to-day basis. I dare to say on an hour-to-hour basis. Whether you're checking your emails, you're probably going to get an email about a sale that's on or some discount or something that's happening for the month of September or whatever it is. There's constantly marketing promos that we are bombarded with. Whether you're going onto Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even on WhatsApp, (laughs) you know, It's everywhere that you go, and it's really in the name, marketing promotions. The sole intention in most cases when marketing is done is to lead people to spend, is to lead people to buy that product or to buy that service. And it's really important for us to assess as consumers whether we are spending because it's a promotion, whether we're spending because we perceive that thing to be a good deal, and whether that's actually something that we need or want. It's always a great thing when there's a promotion on something that you really wanted to buy already, and you managed to get it for a good deal. One of the things that I wanted to buy for a couple of months now was these trainers. Okay, I'm gonna say the name wrong, it's Adidas Oswego. I may have said it wrong, but it doesn't matter. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. I just think they're super cute. I saw pictures of them and I thought, nah, those are nice. I wanna get more trainers, I don't have that many. And I went into TK Maxx over the weekend and I actually saw a pair of these trainers. However, I didn't like the color of the stripes at the side, so I didn't buy them. But I went online and thankfully, because I have relatively small feet well i'm a five and a half i'm able to get juniors and so i went on to i think it was adidas or jd sports one of the two and i was able to get those trainers at a discount because yep i got them in juniors now that was already something i've been wanting to buy but i've been delaying it for a long time because i've been waiting for a deal to come up um i did find a pair that were on sale but i didn't like the color so what did i do i didn't buy it now going back to my original point. Marketing promos in some cases can save us money. It can save you money if it's already a purchase you are intending on making, or if it's already something that you actually need or you've wanted to buy it for some time. If it's just a split second decision or a impulsive decision where you see that promotion and you think, oh, let me get that because you know for whatever the reason is, maybe it looks attractive or it seems like something you are gonna use. You can always tell when you've bought something off impulse that you really did not need or want when you have the item in your house, probably still in the box, still in the package, or you've taken it out and you've never used it, never worn it, (laughs) and it's just there in your house collecting dust. Those sort of items and purchases that are made that you never end up using really does show you that that purchase was made of impulse. That purchase was not an intentional purchase. It was something that was done of impulse. It was something that was done as a result of the promo, the promo worked. So some cases, as I said, marketing promos can be great. They can save you money. They can have good deals, but this is not always the case. I remember there was a time I was in store and I was buying laundry detergent and there was an offer on like a double pack of the laundry detergent that I normally buy for the two pack price. It was actually more than if I had got two individual items of that product. And in that moment, I just thought, naturally when you see a double pack or two pack you're gonna automatically think great I'm gonna save money if I buy these two but in that case it wasn't so sometimes it's necessary for us to do some quick maths for us to get our calculator up and really actually calculate is this really a money saving deal or not because in some cases it is not. There are studies done into marketing and little things, little cues that cause people to spend. And so we have got to be very savvy consumers so that we do not become victims of consumerism, as I always say. The second item, which is kind of linked, is discounted items. You can always tell whenever there's a sale in most clothing stores, most of the things that are on sale are out of season and nobody wants them. I remember over the weekend, I went to a couple of stores, I was looking for a dress to wear for my anniversary, didn't end up finding anything. I always find that when I'm intentionally going out to buy clothes, I never find things that I like, but when I just go off on a whim, it's like everything in the store is so beautiful, so nice, when I'm not intending on spending money, I don't know why. If you can relate, let me know, because I feel like this is always happening to me and it's the most annoying thing ever. But there were sales going on and I can tell you 99% of the things that were on sale were ugly. They were just full of crazy patterns, they weren't nice and it was just like why is it just these items are on sale? But sometimes if you are that person that you're a bargain hunter and you're always looking for a sale, a deal, you can be inclined to buy some of those items that truth be told you probably wear it one time and never wear it again if you even wear it. So also being wary of discounted items. Sometimes items are discounted because they're out of season, which is not always a bad thing, but even so sometimes they're discounted because it's damaged or the quality's not that good. So whenever you are buying any item on discount, always make sure you double check the quality, make sure all the buttons are there, make sure there's no holes or the stitching is not pulled really assess why the item is discounted. The third one, I'm gonna step on some toes because I know that this is one of the money-saving hacks that is always shared by all the money-saving gurus, but I will tell you, and I've seen this with clients time and time again, that this third hack is not always a hack for everyone, okay? So, bulk buying. For some people, Bulk buying can save you money. When you are buying items in bulk that you generally do use on a regular basis, it can save you money. So for things like toilet roll perhaps, or dry goods like big, big packs of rice or pasta, or kitchen towel, sugar, things that you know you're gonna use, things that generally do not run out, buying in bulk can be a great way to save money. However, there are times when people buy things in bulk, things that, they potentially think would be nice to use, but they never end up using. And what happens is, especially when you buy things in bulk, if it's something that your taste for it is not 100%, you can easily go off that thing. And before you realize it, those items have gone out of date and you've not even used it. So if you are someone that likes to bulk buy, really assess whether your bulk buying is actually working for you or not. Are you using those items that you buy in bulk or do you end up finding yourself throwing things away because they've expired or simply because you just don't use them? So buying in bulk, be very wary, it doesn't work for everyone. You may find that for certain items bulk buying is perfect, it works, it makes sense but for other items it doesn't. So really just be cautious of whether bulk buying is really the best thing for you and your setup because it isn't for everyone. The next one I wanna talk about, which is something that I personally love, but in some cases, it does not save you money as cashback. Now, cashback can be a great way, I wouldn't necessarily say to save money because, in most cases, cashback doesn't save you money on the items that you buy. It just gives you a little bit of money back on the purchases that you make. However, if you are just making purchases from certain suppliers simply because you want to get cash back, it can be counterproductive. So, if you are making purchases, and you are getting cash back that's great purchases that you intended to make purchases that you already knew that you wanted was already in your plan what was already things that are affordable to you then that is great but if you are simply just buying certain items because you can get that cash back it really just is not gonna be saving money it's actually you just wasting money and consuming more than you need to so be very cautious of cashback, especially if you find that you are someone that is more impulsive when it comes to your spending or you find that you spend based. on your emotions and how you feel then sometimes cashback is not always a good idea for you because it may encourage you to spend money that you don't have or maybe you do have but you don't want to spend because of that aspect of knowing that I'm gonna get some money back so you can use that as a way to justify a purchase that maybe you shouldn't actually be making so be very cautious of that it can be great to save money I personally have used cashback and I've been able to build up money on different cashback providers but I'm very intentional with how I use my cash back. Now with this next one, I'm definitely gonna step on some more toes. Batch cooking meals. For me personally, this does not save me money. And the reason is I do not like to eat the same thing for more than two days, three days max. i got to really love that, (laughs) really love that dish to have it for more than two days. So for me, batch cooking the same meal for three or four meals is just not gonna work because I'm not gonna eat it and I'm gonna end up having to throw it away. I even had times I think it was during the pandemic actually, so 2020 times where I'd batch cook meals, I'd put it in the freezer and then I'd never end up defrosting it or I would defrost it from the freezer, eat it that one time and some of it would still have to be thrown away. So for me, and in my case, batch cooking is not a way for me to save money. I actually end up wasting money when I do that. But what I have found is more productive for me is meal prepping my meals. So every week, what I typically do before I go grocery shopping is I plan out what the meals are, what dinner is gonna be for the week. So I'll go for each day and I'll set the dinner for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What I do do, what I do do <laughs> on days where I don't want to cook every single day. So I might make one meal that can last for two days, but the two day is the max. For me, it's a two day max rule. Three days, you're pushing it. The only things that I could possibly have for three days is if it's like some cooked meat, so like some chicken or some fish, you know, that can be had for more than those two days. But generally rule of thumb is two day max for leftovers. Can't go over that, that's just me. And I found that that works so much better because then, it helps me, one, to not have to throw food away. And also it helps with my grocery shopping because I'm gonna buy items I'm actually going to use in my meals for that week. And it just saves money that way because I found that I was having a lot of food waste, constantly having to throw things away. And what I also do before I create my weekly meal plan is I go through the cupboards, I go through the fridge, I see what items we still have, what needs to be used up. And I try to tailor the meals that I'm gonna make for that week to those items that I have. And this also helps because sometimes you just you're just not in the mood for certain dishes like there's certain classic dishes that maybe are really easy for you depending on your culture maybe it's like rice and stew or whatever it is for me it's always some chicken and rice that's an easy quick dish but sometimes you're just not feeling for no chicken and rice (laughs) and so I always try to change up the dishes each week and keep a little bank of different dishes when I run out of ideas which happens and so that just helps to be more productive as far as cooking saving time and saving money Now, the next one for number six is very restrictive budgets. So things like no spending months, no spending weeks. I think a no spending week for some people can be great and it can be a great way that you save money. But I see things like that when you're being overly restrictive, unless it's for a reason that's for a short-term reason, it can be counterproductive. It's almost like going on a financial diet. For most people, what we do, if you go on a very restrictive diet, Food wise, what happens is maybe you stick to it for a week or two weeks, but once you get off that diet, it's almost like you try to overcompensate for all the things that you missed out on. And even your cravings will increase because your body is wanting that sugar, it's wanting those fatty things, it's wanting those carbs, all the things that you deprived yourself of. And it can also be the case for some people when they do very restrictive budgets, when they do things such as no spend months, sometimes this can happen where, when they've gone from having their normal routine to going to a complete opposite, restrictive, going from zero to 100, it can create the same effect in that once they stop that challenge, they end up overspending. They end up spending more money than they intended to. And that's why I think it's important to find a balance of what works for you. If you are trying to reduce your spending, pace yourself because you don't want to set yourself up. You don't want to sabotage yourself to fail. Now, I know for some people, no spend days can be great. So if you have a day during the week, let's say a random Wednesday or Thursday, where you don't spend anything, spend anything extra out of the things that you need to spend. But if you try to restrict yourself over a longer period of time, sometimes you can actually end up self-sabotaging yourself and spending more money than you intend to do. It's all about being productive. We don't want to be counterproductive and you don't want to put yourself through unnecessary restrictions that aren't actually going to bring you the results that you want. So also be very wary of very restrictive I always encourage my clients to have a treat me budget. This is why I always encourage my clients to have a treat me budget. For some people it's a small amount, for others it's a larger amount. It's always going to be something that you can afford to treat yourself to. Even if it's just $30, £50, whatever your currency is, but just having a little something that you can treat yourself to is really gonna help in terms of your spending, especially if you are in a stage where you're having to restrict your spending a little bit more because you wanna save more money or you have debts that you're trying to clear, you're trying to get your finances in order, I still encourage you to have a treat me budget. As I said, it should be an amount that you can afford. (laughs) It doesn't have to be big but it really does make a difference in terms of how you're gonna feel about your money and it will help you as far as being able to stick to your budget a lot more than if you completely restrict yourself and cut everything out. We don't wanna go on financial diets. We want to create a healthy diet, a healthy lifestyle that works for you and that's gonna align with your goals. The last money saving hack that doesn't always save money is buying second hand. In some cases, depending on what it is, let's say it's clothes and it's good quality clothes. You know, vintage for some people is a big thing. This can be money saving. Sometimes you're able to get items that were a lot more expensive, that is still in good quality, that is something that you like, you're gonna wear it, it goes with your style, and that can be a great way to save money going vintage. Although those things are getting more expensive and shopping in charity shops, that too is getting more expensive as everything else, but, depending on what it is, it doesn't always save you money. For example, if we're talking about a car, Buying a secondhand car is not always a good idea. Sometimes there are hidden things that you don't know about when you buy the car. It may look like it's in good condition. The miles may not be a lot, but sometimes there's just issues that you, you cannot see visually. And only after you buy the car, you realize two or three weeks later that issues start to develop and you end up spending more money than you would have had you got a more newer car, a more newer model, or even a secondhand car that was a different type of car or not as old. I think it's important when buying secondhand secondhand to really be cautious of whether this is going to save you money over the long term. It's not always a bad idea to buy secondhand. In some cases it works fine, there are no issues, but if it's a big purchase and you're making it secondhand, always try to get something in writing, some kind of guarantee, whether it's going to be a 30-day guarantee, that if there's any issues you're going to be able to go back to the seller that you bought it with, because in instances where there is no guarantee, there is nothing that you can do if it breaks down after one week or after a month even, or a very short period of time, you're gonna end up finding yourself out of pocket. So really being cautious with buying secondhand, especially for purchases that require you to spend a lot of money. Overall, a few key points to summarize. Before spending, try to think of these things. So firstly, is this purchase I'm gonna make an essential? Secondly, is this a luxury? Thirdly, can I afford the purchase I'm gonna make? The next thing I want you to consider is, is this a part of my plan? It may be affordable, but is it a part of your plan? Do you really need it? Do you really have space in your house for that thing? Are you really gonna use that service? It's really important for us to be more intentional and more conscious of our spending. It's very easy for us to just kind of go with emotions and not really think about the purchases that we are making. So really think about, is this a part of my plan? Is this an intentional purchase? Is this me just going off the whim, going off emotion, going off that fear of missing out? And also, is now the right time for me to make that purchase? You can make a great purchase, but if you make that purchase at the wrong time, you can really end up having that buyer's regret. If you've made a purchase that you can't truly afford, or you've made a purchase that you find that you don't end up even using. So really thinking about is now the right time? Why am I making this purchase? Can it wait? And if you're ever in doubt, give it some time, wait, write the item down, set yourself a calendar reminder to revisit that purchase and really decide whether you want to make it or not. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Let me know any money-saving hacks that you can think of that don't actually save you money. Share them below. If you're listening on Spotify, I will put a poll up. There will be a space for you to write, leave your comments. I would love to read your feedback and your thoughts on today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, which if you've gotten to the end, I'm sure you have, why not share this with a friend, leave a rating or review if you haven't already. All that good stuff. Have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you next week in the next episode.